Welcome back to the Middle Leadership Podcast. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to continue our series in Luke, uh, and we get to talk a little bit about John the Baptist. JTB for short. Yeah, that's what that's what they all call him, even in the Bible times. Or Johnny Bapp. Yeah. I like that one. Johnny Bapp. JTB and Johnny Bapp. That's, you know, J- Jesus guy. and Johnny were cousins, so that's how they referred to him. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of review of what we talked about last week of Jesus seeking wisdom in the temple. And, uh, then I'm going to read, uh, verses one through six. And, uh, you know, this is really, uh, Jesus or John the Baptist paving the way and pointing to Jesus. Um, so we get to, we get to look at a little bit about that because the series is about Jesus came to do good works. And we get to look a little bit at, uh, that from a different angle this week. Um, yeah, from a family angle, I think is the cool one. So remembering he's a cousin, a, and so there's a, these two grew up together. Uh, they were born within, uh, I don't know what, four, five, six months of each other. Yeah. Um, moms were great friends, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, it's really unique language to hear John uh, talk about the way that Jesus was going to do good works. Yeah. And so that's, that's his role. He is to act as a prophet, to call out that Jesus, his cousin, is coming to do good works. Yeah. And what's even cooler, I think, is just two months ago, we got to talk through both of their birth stories uh, with Zachariah. And it was a cold December night, and he was shooting through. Yeah. <laughs> do we need a restart? <laughs> oh, Lord. That's funny. Um, You're all leaders here. You can handle that type of humor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, on that note, we're the first one, uh, the fir- re- level one question we're going to do is a little bit different. It's going to be more of um, giving them assignments of um, who are the characters in this section of scripture. So we have John the Baptist. We've ca- talked about him, but there is a crowd in this, in this section of scripture. There was a crowd of tax collectors, uh, soldiers, and Jewish citizens. And Josh, unpack a little bit for us um, what were each of these uh, groups of people? Yeah, awesome. So these are the the three of the groups of people coming to hear John the Baptist out in the wilderness and to see the spectacle that was this man. Now, the tax collectors uh, were Jewish people um, that worked for Romans. And so common Jewish people hated these guys. The tax collectors would often uh, do their job so well that they could charge even more tax um, and keep the profit for themselves. The mm. soldiers um, were were also employed by the Romans, <clears throat> and the soldiers would would uh, just uh, exhort and ex- uh, put overt power onto the Jewish people. They basically, using force, would command and um, make the Jewish people who were in their home, in their own homeland um, bend to the might of the Roman army mm-hmm. um, or kill them. And so then you also have the Jewish citizens. And, um, and so these were folks who lived in the land that was theirs historically. However, it was a Roman-occupied land. So the tax collectors worked for Rome. The soldiers were employed by Rome. And the Jewish citizens then looked around and they saw Roman oppression 
everywhere. So those are your three groups of folks coming out to look at Johnny Bat. Yeah, so what we're going to do with this is we're, I'm going to unpack this uh, each of these um, for the students Sunday morning, and I have little cards, and on every card it has one of those three, tax collector, soldier, or Jewish citizen. And, based, and I'll have a slide up with all of those on there, and based how they are treated by others, uh, they will f- try and guess which one that they are. So it's a little bit of a role-playing type thing, um, so they can kind of maybe feel how they felt. Um, so the table will look to treat uh, different people at their table relative to the card on the head. However, the student won't know what card is on his or her head. Therefore, he or she will then get to guess, and that's how we're making this a game. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then I'm, I'm going to talk about that for a few minutes. and. Um, probably a few seconds, really, just kind of unpacking those little things. And then I'm going to read through um, Luke 3, 7 through 9. Um, and this is where John calls this whole group, you brood of vipers. <laughs> and, and, and who warned you about to flee from the coming wrath? This is crazy. You've got three different groups of people. And... John said to the crowds, he he clumped everybody together under this Viper moniker, mm-hmm. which is wild. And I, I don't think I, I necessarily have ever heard that taught. And so in reading it um, together, like this is this is what we're looking at. And so we want to see uh, the perspective of all the people in response to being called a Viper. Yeah. So, you know, after working through uh, the the different roles in that society and culture that those different groups played, uh, we get to to look at how they uh, responded Mm -hmm. and how they may have thought of this root of vipers. Uh, You know, he is, John the Baptist is addressing the whole crowd, but did they think... Oh, he's talking to the tax collectors or, oh, they're talking to the soldiers. Oh, they're talking to the Jewish citizens just from the different perspectives. Yeah. And so they got to think through that. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to let them kind of uh, listen or and, and talk through what the different groups may have. Felt. Now, spoiler alert, whenever we stop right there in verse 9, uh, the goal of that is for our students to place themselves in the shoes of the crowd and to really experience. So you can ask all kinds of of questions, but here's a very easy way to invite students to participate. Give them sensory questions. What would you smell? What would you hear? What would you taste, feel, touch, and experience? And those are all really great levels of questions. The spoiler alert is coming in verse 10. Yeah. So the crowd, as all of them asked, what should we do then? And, and we will get to unpack how John tells every level, all of them, uh, t- to do something. You know, so the tax collectors don't collect more than is required. Soldiers don't use your power through violence or false accusations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Jewish citizens, even them, uh, to share if they have two cloaks, share. You know, if they have one to give away, give it away. Um, and they, every at every level, um, they 
have an action point mm-hmm. from the, those who can abuse big power to those who, you know, seemingly have no power, but they all have an action point. I love it. So that sets up our level three question, which is all about an action point for our junior high students. And so the question then becomes, <clears throat> what would John the Baptist, and this is heart level for a sixth, seventh, and eighth grader, but also for you guys as leaders, what would John the Baptist say to you that might sound harsh? I mean, when John the Baptist calls somebody, points, to, points his bony little prophet finger at them and calls them a viper, um, man, that, that's harsh. Mm-hmm. And so what I love about the scripture and what I love in reading and placing myself in scripture is that John the Baptist also has something to say about my heart as well. And, and I think there's a great sign of spiritual maturity uh, for us as leaders to, to be transparent and authentic that we, that we can come in prepared to know what John the Baptist would say to you and I. Yeah. Josh, what would, he, what would John the Baptist have to say about your heart? Um, and over the past week and a half, it's probably to keep working to be excellent in all the places that God has called me to be a leader. And, and that's good because, honestly, in the past week and a half, I probably haven't. Um, and then the secondary question of that action step is, who has pointed me, Josh Reynolds, to the good news? And even in writing lessons like this with Tyler, I mean, my friendship with Tyler, we read scripture together and we write curriculum together, and he points me back to the good news. And so then the final level of that th- third level question is, how would I point someone else towards Christ? So level three question this week has three different components. Three levels. What would John the Baptist say to you? That might sound harsh. Who has pointed you towards the good news? But then remember the one life from our, our do good works and share our faith. Mm-hmm. How would you point someone else towards Christ? Yeah, and it may not be saying something harsh. <laughs> I imagine that's not that, not the way that it's going to happen. Uh, but unless you have a bony prophet finger, yeah. At which point, then maybe you can pull it off. And if you you must be wearing camel hair at that particular time. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Bap reference. I can just think of a couple leaders that might have the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of the, the one, two, three of our, our lesson this Sunday, and um, I'm excited to teach it. And um, after that, we're going to go into, uh, what were you want? Oh, I was just going, the walk out of this, just like, uh, like the last couple weeks, is we have to remember that it's the gospel that we're driving forward. Oh, yeah. And so, so the tension point is not to make it self-help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to look at our heart, to remember the, the story of the good news, and to help someone else see Christ. And John the Baptist exactly does that in verse 16. Yeah, and it says, John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Yeah, I love that. I mean, what John the Baptist is preaching right there is the hope of Christ. And he says, don't look at me because I'm uh, wild out here in the wilderness. Don't look at me because I have um, even the good news. Look at me because I am pointing you towards 
Jesus. the hope that is mm-hmm. the good news of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. So that's a caveat that I wanted to throw in there. Yeah. Making sure that we all remember consistently why, 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 and what our role as leaders is. It's not to have students follow us necessarily. It's us pointing to the hope that is Christ. Absolutely. You know, and that's, that's why, you know, and Paul, you know, Paul always said, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is the goal. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we are super excited about this lesson and just the direction uh, of the this Luke content. Uh, so, yeah, as as if you have any questions or any concerns or prayer requests, please let me know. Please let us know. Uh, we we would love to talk to you about that um, and encourage you. Um, uh, let's pray. All right. Uh, God, we we come to you again as. Um, as leaders who are trusted to handle your word and to walk alongside students. And that is a gift that we don't want to take lightly. Uh, so we'll give you the praise. God will give you the glory. And we ask that yeah, in our weakness, um, you are made strong. Mm. Um, and so that is the gift that you promise to us who have hope in Christ. And so we ask for that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.